when I do network with other people, I'll network with anyone because I, I never know, like, you know, maybe I can add value to them in some way, uh, you know, even if they're new this, and this is their first sort of real estate event that we're both, you know, attending, uh, you know, you never know, like, maybe I can add the value to them later on too. Uh, and then, you know, who knows, maybe they'll be able to reciprocate or, or whatnot later on. But the first the thing is to add value to other people. It is a common saying amongst real estate investors that you make money when you buy, not when you sell. While this catchy phrase has value, it fails to convey how easy it is to lose money through poor property management. Whether you self-manage or hire a professional, it is important to understand how to navigate the common pitfalls and challenges with rental properties without losing your shirt or your mind. That's why you have tuned in to Maximizing Your Property Value, the apartment owner's guide to operating rental properties as a successful business. I'm your host, John Stiles, real estate agent and team leader of the VIP Real Estate Group at Bridge Realty. As a current multifamily investor and former property manager myself, I understand the headaches and difficulties of keeping an investment property from becoming a money pit and time sucker. It takes a solid business plan, it takes tested systems, and it takes key team members to actually find success. So let's take a deep dive and maximize your property value. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Maximizing Your Property Value. Today we are doing something a little bit special and I have on the show with me, Matt Jones. Matt, thanks so much for joining me. Absolutely. And today we're going to be talking about networking. We're doing kind of a dual episode where we are releasing this information both on my podcast here, Maximizing Your Property Value, as well as the podcast Pillars of Wealth Creation, which Matt co-hosts. And so let's get into it, Matt. Um, Let's talk about networking. Okay, great. I got to be honest, though. I am a shy introvert. I think I've mentioned on the show before. And so networking is not my strong point. But I've learned over years, you know, how to be better at it. And it's especially difficult, I think, with online networking, where it's so easy to kind of regress back into your shell and, uh, you know, not talk to anybody online and, and sort of be anonymous. Whereas if you're in person, then you feel sort of like a brick in the wall, uh, but you, you are still sort of kind of forced to do a little bit of networking. So what we want to do today is to help you to know what uh, we've learned to be helpful with online networking so you can be successful at it too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially in you know the pandemic era that we're living in, all of these um, in-person networking events have mostly been put on hold. Um, for example, the North Star Real Estate Conference, which you and I are involved with putting on, we were hoping to have that in person, but had to move it over to a virtual experience, which we think is still going to be a great time. But but just that whole dynamic of we're no longer in person with people uh, to shake their hand and, and things like that. Uh, it is really a, an interesting time. So, it, you know, I think it takes some intentionality to um, to make, you know, effective or genuine connections with people, which I think we would all agree are really important to our success as real estate investors. Yeah, I think one thing I've learned over the years uh, through my own mistake is that, you know, you really can't be as successful as you want to be doing it all on your own. You have to team up with other people. You have to partner with other people and work with other people to achieve the success that you want. Like you can try to do it all on your own, but it's just going to take forever uh, to get to where you want to be. 
So learning how to network and uh, to do it effectively is a very valuable tool in real estate. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I'm one who tries to do things on my own. I'm kind of a, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but you know, I like to be in control. I like to accomplish things. And I, and I have a feeling that, um, you know, I can do things okay. Uh, you know, not that I'm great at everything, but I feel like I, I'm sufficiently good at enough things that I can get it done. And it's like, you know, if you want it done right, or if you want it done now, just do it yourself. So I, I tend to be on that side of the spectrum. Um, but I would agree with what you said. As I look back at the number of years uh, that I've been in real estate, you would think that I have gone so much further than I actually have. So um, definitely, you know, trying to be more effective at networking so that I can, you know, find the right people to partner with and that can um, help where we can, you know, create a win-win relationship where we can help each other go forward. Yep. And I think when we say online networking, I'm, I'm mostly thinking about, uh, you know, at online conferences, you know, where you, you have other like-minded people kind of gathered together. And I think that while online networking at conferences, it's easy to just sort of, uh, you know, hold yourself back. It's also, I think, easier in some ways than networking at in-person conferences, because it's easier to get people one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you know, online versus at a conference, you know, people are in groups and stuff, and then you have to kind of approach groups, which can be scary if you're, you know, don't know the people. Uh, but uh, with online networking, you can just mes message, uh, you know, an individual person. Yeah, that's true. You know, it depends on the um, platform that the yeah. host is using. Some of these, of course, are just webinars, which, you know, you're in listen-only mode, which, you know, you're not going to get a lot of networking done there. Um, but if you're ever going to like a Zoom meeting, uh, that's where exactly what you're talking about can happen, where you can individually message people and um, hopefully interact with them. You know, hopefully the host is taking advantage of the breakout rooms, which is a great way to get into more um, personal conversations with people. And so there's definitely, you know, there's been a lot of um, new developments in what we can accomplish with virtual uh, networking opportunities. Yeah, exactly. And I think in, in general, you know, I, I read a book uh, years ago, um, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. And it's a weird title, but oh my God, it's such a powerful book of how to essentially treat people that the way that they want to be treated. And as a result, they're going to be a lot more favorable to you. And one of the things that reminds, and actually nothing from the book is, is like, you know, mind blowing, but it's really useful to have the words explaining like, you know, here are the specific techniques. And one of them is just to use another person's name. You know, I, I'm not always the best at remembering names, but I know that when I make an effort to it uh, and say the other person's name and use it, then that's the thing that other people like to hear the most, their own name. And when you can say it repeatedly, then that helps me remember it. And then, uh, you know, the other person likes that too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people struggle with it. Um, if you're like me, you know, you could hear somebody's name, you could say somebody's name, and then almost immediately forget it as you go into the rest of the conversation. Um, but you're right. I mean, a person's name is, is the most important sound that they can hear that it perks them up to pay attention to what's going on. It shows that uh, you're listening, that 
they are seen, that they are cared about. Um, so, you know, I think, I think that um, it's important to find ways to, you know, help out your memory, figure out what it's going to take to get people's names to stick. Um, so there's actually a lot of um, different strategies you can use it. You know, you can YouTube them, you can Google them. Um, there's a lot of tools out there so that you can effectively remember people's names. Any specific techniques that you like to use? Yeah, I mean, what, what I like to do um, specifically is write things down. I'm a visual learner and I also learn through action or experience. And so um, if I can write it down, that's gonna really help me. Um, it, it's also a reference point. So if it does escape my mind for a moment, I can just pull out my reference and see, oh yeah, it's, it's that person. And then even if you can put something, uh, a reminder with that written name, so what was it about the conversation or, you know, the, about the person that can make a connection? So it's not, you know, if, if I'm meeting a whole bunch of people, I don't have just a list of names, but I have a list of names with what's important about that person that I learned when I met them. So yeah, I, I think that would be helpful, you know, even if you're in like a, a Zoom conference where, you know, the person's name is usually written, you know, on their screen. But like it, when you're trying to recall the person later, then you've got your notes that you can follow up with them about. Yeah, yep. And so there's other tips as well, you know, visualizing the name, even visualizing it spelled out, or, you know, that could be effective if you don't have a pen or if it feels awkward to write things down right in front of them. Um, and then maybe doing like a word association where you can think, you know, what's, something else, someone else or something else that kind of sounds like that name and that can kind of give you a picture and an association with that name. But, you know, any of these strategies, you have to really be intentional about them. So before you go to an in-person or virtual uh, networking meeting, you have to like tell yourself, okay, what's my plan? How am I going to remember people's names? And then take action on that plan. Because if you just if you just acknowledge, well, I'm, I'm bad at names, you're just going to give into that. You know, you're just going to be like that self-fulfilling prophecy and you're just going to be bad at remembering names because that's what you told yourself. Yep. I, I think that's true. Well, one thing I like to use is, you know, sort of vivid visualizations where I, you know, if I meet somebody with a specific name, I think of somebody else that I know with that name and what makes, you know, my you know friend unique. Like if they're a Vikings fan, then, uh, then I'll, you know, look at this new person, I'll be like, oh, uh, I'll imagine them wearing Vikings, uh, you know, gear and, and like cheering at a game or whatnot. And so I'll get that kind of in my mind. And so every time I see them, I'll see, you know, and, uh, I'll, you know, think of them as a big Vikings fan, then I'll remember like, oh, yeah, my other friend, uh, who's the big Vikings fan too. Uh, and then I'll connect the names from there. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So uh, what other things would you advise our listeners to uh, do for successful online networking? You know, it's, it's really important, I think, to ask people questions and, and follow up questions to what they are telling you. Um, and that can be really as simple as repeating the last few words that they have just said. You know, so if somebody tells you, you know, first you ask them, what do you do? Oh, well, I invest in multifamily properties. Well, what you can do is repeat the last few um, words in the form of a question. Oh, you invest in multifamily properties? And that in, immediately is going to make them 
dive deeper into what that means for them. Uh, it communicates to them that they have been heard, that you heard them, and that you cared enough to listen. And it's not just, you're not just ignoring them. So alternatively, you could say, oh, that's nice. I, I flip houses. Or, you know, you could change this topic and start talking about yourself. But what does that communicate? That communicates that you didn't listen to them. You just are more interested in talking about yourself. And, um, you know, it's going to create some reciprocity too. You know, after they, um, after you go through a few series of this, of just diving deeper and deeper into what they care about, eventually they'll get tired of talking about themselves, hopefully. Uh, I mean, some people never tire of it, but, um, you know, eventually it'll create some reciprocity and say, they'll feel like, hey, you know, I've appreciated you being interested in me, but, you know, enough about me. Tell me about yourself. So you'll, you'll eventually get the opportunity to talk about yourself. But I, I just think it's really important to ask those follow-up questions that show that you are listening. Yeah, I think uh, you know, that's actually another technique from how to win friends and influence people, get people to talk about themselves because you know, they're going to open up to you and, and like you more. And even if you only say like three words during the conversation, they're going to think like, oh, hey, you're a really good conversationalist because, hey, you got me talking yeah. Yeah. A lot of my ideas come from that book and, and others like it. So. Okay. And uh, so, you know, imagine if we're at a conference, you know, tomorrow, the, for example, the North Star Real Estate Conference starts. And so if our listeners are attending the North Star Real Estate Conference, which is going to be an interactive experience, what uh, would it take for people to get the most out of it uh, when it comes to networking? Yeah. So I think it's going to be really important for people to show up to these type of events, intentionally um, wanting to reach out to people. So if you're gonna show up and just let things happen, then they're gonna happen whatever way they do. But instead, if you go with a goal of like, well, I wanna find, I wanna connect really well with say five people over the course of the conference. And I'm specifically looking for these type of people. Maybe it's, maybe you need to connect with more real estate agents Maybe you need to connect with more contractors. Maybe you need to, you know, whatever it is, figure out what do you need to um, go to the next level in your own investing journey and then decide how many people are you going to connect with intentionally. So that's going to involve, you know, reaching out on the chat box, individually uh, messaging people. It's going to involve, you know, in our uh, conference, we have a virtual portal where you can actually, it's almost like a mini Facebook where you can send friend requests and send messages to each other even outside of the Zoom meeting. So um, that's going to be available before, during, and after the conference. So, you know, as you see people and as you go into breakout rooms and you meet people, you have to intentionally reach out to them outside of that brief interaction and then really follow up with them and, and, and you know, ask those questions, dig into the conversations, dig into those relationships. Yeah, I, you know, because there's going to be like breakout sessions as well, where you can, you know, interact with the people and you'll be able to see their face uh, through the calls. And I think, you know, people who just like buy the VIP package for the recordings and then only watch the recordings later, 
you're going to miss out on so much for the interaction and the networking. Because I think that's one of the most powerful things that you can get from these kinds of conferences is the partnerships and the, the people that you can meet and the opportunities that can come your way just by networking with other people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we wanted to make the VIP, um, or I'm sorry, we wanted to make the recordings available. And so we did include that with the VIP tickets. But like you just said, it's not gonna be the same. Yes, you can get the content for when there's just uh, teaching portions of it, but there's gonna be so much interaction throughout the conference that it's really gonna be most effective if you actually attend it. Exactly. All right, what other techniques would you advise our listeners to? Um, you know, I think it's really important to show up with something to give. You know, this kind of goes back to the beginning and, and the idea of being others focused and leading with value, you know, and, and this is no, nothing new, you know, if you listen to any of the uh, big self-development and, and business development people out there, you know, it, it's about leading with value. So, you know, identify something ahead of time that you can give. So that might be, hey, you know of a deal that's available. And even if you're not going to make money through it, you know, you're not listing it, you are not wholesaling it, you're just aware that it's available. Bring that information to the conference so that when you hear somebody say, hey, I'm looking for this type of deal, you can say, well, make a connection. You can make an introduction. You can, you know, send the information. And that way you've, you've have a, you have a talking point. So if you feel like, hey, I just don't know what to talk about, you know, you have some, you do have something to talk about. Uh, you can make an introduction, which is super valuable to both the people that you're introducing and you're sharing valuable information. You know, when, if that actually works out in a deal getting done, the person who got the deal is going to be thankful to you. Uh, they're going to appreciate you. They're going to follow up with you and look for more deals from you or see, um, see what can they give you in return. And again, that's, that's not the purpose of it, but just understand that there is a rec natural reciprocity that will be built there. Yeah, I think this is the most key thing with networking in general is adding value to other people first. Because if you go up to people and ask them for something for you, that's a, you know really going to put them off. Like, oh, you're just a you know a leech trying to suck me dry or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but if you go there first, like saying like, hey, I can give you this uh, value, whatever it might be. You know, it could be some information or access, or it could be just introducing them to somebody else that uh, would be very helpful for them to know. You know, if you're adding value first, then it's all going to come back around to you uh, eventually. Yeah. And actually, I'd like to tell you a story of how I met Todd uh, Dexheimer. Okay. So he was speaking at an event, and I realized that oh, he knows the information about syndication that I want to learn. And so I need to, okay, I need to add value to him first. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what can I add to him that uh, he doesn't already have? And while he was doing the presentation, I noticed that he uh, you know, wasn't exactly the most computer savvy person out there and where I'm pretty computer savvy. And so after he got done speaking, I went up to him and said like, hey, I can solve your computer problems for you. You know, here are the, the problems and here, here's what I would do to fix those things. And uh, <laughs> of course he was very favorable to that and the rest was history as I say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I met Todd in a similar way. Uh, I'd seen him speaking and networking at a few different places and I as well wanted to learn more about buying large apartment buildings. And he actually came out and just said, 
hey, I'm wanting to start a podcast and I'm looking for somebody to help me with that. And I was like, well, I've done stuff like that. I'm sure I can figure it out. And so that was, you know, what are you, what episode are you guys on now? 300 some? <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, yeah, 315 or 317. This is going to be. So yeah, 317 episodes ago. Um, we were just starting out from scratch uh, because I had some of the technical know-how and um, yeah, I've learned a lot. So yeah, that's a great, you know, I didn't ask for anything uh, specifically in return. I, I, I was available and able to be a co-host. So it, it did benefit me just to help get my name out there a little bit, um, to help myself practice being on camera, being on uh, on a podcast setting. Um, so it, it's, it, there's benefits to me, but it, it benefits Todd and it allows you and I to be um, learning from him as he's sharing his knowledge. Yep, exactly. And I mean, it just all goes around to, you know, adding value first. If we had gone to Todd in the beginning and said like, hey, uh, you know, give us time for free and your information, your knowledge, yep. you know, he would have been like, whatever, and then move on to the next person. But by showing how we can add value first, uh, that has returned so much more greater value in return naturally. Yeah, and I think that happens a lot. Um, and it's not necessarily that people who have knowledge that we want or experience, it's not that they don't want to share it. Um, it's just that people are busy. They're, they're running their businesses. They have their own family, you know, so, um, and they don't know who's going to take the information seriously. You know, they have to, uh, you almost have to get choosy about who you're investing in. And, you know, one way that people do that is by charging money, you know, maybe tens of thousands of dollars to do coaching and, and uh, uh, mentoring and different things like that. So, you know, some people are for hire, um, but if you don't have that type of money, a good place to start with, with, you know, you, and again, you have to start with no expectation of receiving something in return, but just living your life and going through your networking with an attitude of I'm going to give and I'm going to give and I'm going to be better for it. Exactly. Great advice. I mean, and, and I think when I, when I do network with other people, I'll network with anyone because I, I never know, like, you know, maybe I can add value to them in some way. Uh, you know, even if they're new, this and this is their first sort of real estate event that we're both, you know, attending. Uh, you know, you never know, like, maybe I can add the value to them later on, too. Uh, and then, you know, who knows, maybe they'll be able to reciprocate or, or whatnot later on. But the first thing is to add value to other people. Yeah. Yeah, it can almost be like a game. You never know uh, who you're going to be able to help out and where that's going to lead to. And it, I think it's really great to find uh, enjoyment or find fulfillment in just that, in just giving. And just, you, it's almost like an excitement to see what will happen if I just live a life of giving. Great. Well, is there anything that we missed? I mean, you know, there's, there's a number of things you could cover with this. I think the final thing that people maybe forget is to follow up with the connections that they make at these conferences. You know, you spend a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of effort 
making connections at uh, going to these conferences and networking events. But if you just, you know, maybe you collect a bunch of business cards or you collect a bunch of followers or likes or friends, uh, what's the point of it all unless you follow up and continue to build those relationships and continue to add value to those people? So I think that's, that's a really important piece that um, people either forget or just it's too hard. You know, it takes effort to continue to build those relationships. So you need to have a system on the back end for how you're going to fulfill that follow-up. Yep. And that follow-up is necessary to really create meaning in a relationship uh, and depth. I would say a few meaningful relationships are more powerful than a whole bunch of uh, just casual uh, connections. Yep. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, if uh, our listeners haven't yet, if you uh, would like to join the North Star Real Estate Conference and see all the tremendous value that you can get out of that for learning about cash flowing real estate from people who are top of their game with it, uh, you can sign up today at uh, nreconference.com. You can either use my code, Jones, J-O-N-E-S, or John's code, S-T-I-L-E-S, for $50 off. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Maximizing Your Property Value. We will see you on the next one. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to Maximizing Your Property Value, the apartment owner's guide to operating rental properties as a successful business. If you're considering scaling up, downsizing, or right-sizing your real estate investment portfolio, it's important to know how to determine your property's value in today's market. That's why I've put together a free ebook for you called How to Calculate Your Investment Property's Value. To get your copy, go to www.realestatestyles.com forward slash value. Now, if you found any value in today's show, be sure to subscribe to our email newsletter, YouTube channel, and podcast through your favorite podcast player. All the links are in the show notes. And would you do me a big favor? Help me get the word out about this show by sharing with your friends on Facebook and LinkedIn. And lastly, we appreciate your five-star rating on iTunes. I really appreciate you and wish you the best in your real estate investing career. Signing off, I'm John Stiles with Bridge Realty. Make it a great day.